Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. Uh, we've, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, even though I know how much you guys like them. Uh, but I always like to get some, some other people on, so you're not just hearing my opinion. And today, it's a real treat. We're doing not only the return of the top five favorite artists, but I've got a couple of professional comic creators here to give their top five favorite artists. So returning to the show is artist uh, and friend of the show, V. Ken Marion. Uh, and we've been talking about doing this for years, man. I'm glad we're finally getting it done. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you too. Thanks for having me on and uh, love talking Flash. So this will be fun. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a, a huge Flash fan. I know there's one person on my list that's guaranteed to be on yours too. You know, there's overlap. It's all good. Uh, but all, we also have today for the first time on the Comic Source, uh, writer Cena Grace. Uh, so Cena, welcome to the show and thanks for taking the time to join us. I'm glad to be here digitally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all virtually, uh, which is great. We're, we were just talking before we started recording about how far apart we are. Cena's in LA, Beacon's over in New York. I'm in Phoenix, so it's great technology being able to uh, to do this. Um, and I want to give a chance for Cena to kind of give a little background because uh, he's never been on the show before. And then we'll give Ken a chance as well to to talk a little bit about his current work and, and where you may have seen it. Uh, but before we get into that, I, I got to mention right off the top of the show, uh, we did a few episodes about the DC Round Robin, about the different stories that were uh, available and everything. Um, man, I was pulling for you guys so much. <laughs> this, this Kyle Rayner and Kilowog story. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of, of Cena's writing. Everybody knows I'm a big fan of, of Ken's art. So it sounded like it was going to be a blast. Unfortunately, it didn't make it. Made it to the final four, which is, you know, nothing to sneeze at. And hopefully it'll it'll kind of end up uh, seeing the light of day at some point. But um, kind of, let's start with you, Cena. Kind of give us your thoughts on on being part of the the round robin and and the whole experience and the response of fans and whatnot. A friend told me that from the outside looking in, he thought it was the stress of dealing with like a big two IP coupled with the fun of running a Kickstarter and all, <laughs> that's. I mean, the nice thing is though, like we didn't have. I didn't feel like there was any weird, like, like I've worked with Disney Marvel, which I know are the same, but also separate. Um, I've worked with all kinds of bureaucracies and, and it was, it was fun. It was super fun. And I think V Ken will say the same, like that this was a very like serendipitous pairing of creative minds. And, and so we were having a blast, but it was like a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of work. And, and it was kind of heartbreaking to, to not make it through, but I don't know. I've never, I've never, like, I did a Green Lantern story for the 80th anniversary special and, and people were nice, but like, I had not met like actual, I not interacted with Green Lantern fans like, like this. And they're so cool. <laughs> they're so genuine. And, uh, and that's the like heartbreaking part is it's just like, oh, I really wanted to, I really wanted to spend more time, um, with these characters and with the people who love these characters. Cause I feel like that's probably why we got such a big response is that we were looking at Kyle and Kilowog with, with really, really fresh eyes. And, and, and there's a perspective on that story that, yeah, I don't know, man, should we do like a change.org petition or something? <laughs> like, give us the buck. <laughs> I, yeah. I got to think it's going to see the light of day. It had such a huge response and you're, and you're right. I mean, the, the fact that, Man, Green Lantern fans, I count myself, you know, among them, we want more Kyle, we want more Kilowog, you know, we don't get a lot of Kyle these days. And so, yeah, being able to, to give us a Kyle story and be part of that community. Um, yeah, I think hopefully uh, we'll get there. Let, let me ask you, uh, V. Ken, um, it kind of seemed like uh, 
even though obviously you guys wanted your book to win, there wasn't this like any kind of animosity in terms of the, the competition. I mean, it, it was friendly competition in, between the, their creative teams. Um, was that uh, something that, that uh, you would say as, as part of it that, that you felt? Yeah, totally. I mean, like just as a creative person, like you you'll, you'll comics creators were a pretty small community, you know, so we try to support each other, you know, so like it, you know, like I have nothing but positive vibes for those who won, you know, and, and the ones who didn't, like, I hope that there's a chance that we can get these books done at some point in the future, which, you know, fingers crossed, that's the goal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want to double back on what Cena said about us being excited and like it being a uh, serendipitous uh, pairing. Cause like we had never met before. So, mm. and we like instantly became friends working on this. And um, I, I told Cena this, I don't know if we talked about it publicly. I know we were, we might've, but um, Cena's 10 page. So when I got the script, it was like, the best one of the best scripts i've ever worked on dc like wow. i was just so excited about it and it just like it, <laughs> like it yeah it just it hit like every note and like it was like like i'm a huge kyle rayner like green lantern superman and flash are my three favorite dc characters and kyle is my favorite green lantern so and i could just tell that the same love for the character was with cena's writing it it just it felt like that just that classic kyle rayner you know and like in his work with kilowog too and bringing back Effigy, which I know we, we teased that too, which is a classic DC villain that Cena had a really cool reinterpretation of like, not like rebooting him, but like taking him from where he's been and like what's happened to this guy since we've seen him last. It was super fun. And um, yeah, man, I just, I hope that, <laughs> I hope at some point this sees the light of day, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys. I, I, everything that you were, putting out, you know, we were, uh, us Screen Lantern fans were, were certainly, um, you know, really excited about, and, you know, the, the, the page of art that we got also was, uh, amazing here. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna share my screen if I can. And while you're doing that, I'll say, I'll I, like, I, I can't absorb a compliment without giving one back, but that was the, I mean, the energy, it, like energy took energy or whatever it, it begat, energy begat energy. So when I saw this image, um, I mean, the first thing I said to our editor, Michael McAllister, was I was just like, this looks like a DC book. Like this looks like a book yeah. that exists already. And so uh, like once that was submitted, I just thought, oh, we're not, we're not playing with kid gloves. Like we, like this, you know, like it just sort of made me kind of like, outline harder than I would have and and kind of play play to his strengths like it's just like oh wait this dude can draw anything yeah but also like with an emphasis on drawing like anything really sick um, well, so, thank you so much thank you that's like, the nice thing everyone's ever said about my art thank you yeah so I just kind of like it you know it, it kind of made me put my storytelling to like 12 in terms of just like okay wait like every you know and this is the yeah, like, I don't know when this is coming out, but, and I don't know if this is public information, but yeah, like we produced a small sample right. and from the sample DC picked the page for that. And then anyway, so I, there's a chance that even the stuff we produced might um, see the light of day too. But, uh, but I just kind of was like, I had, I had that, that mind frame of like every page should like be the most like collectible page of original art, you know, because like, 
you're just kind of that artist where there's energy and like if we were if we were just a little bit old no if we were a lot older because we are young chickens um (laughs) this you know we'd have a cliffhanger book like you know like your art is just so vibrant and energetic and uh and, and and it forced me to kind of be like okay like this this can't be this there there shouldn't be really any quiet in this story there there should only be riot but that even even with that said I still stuck like I'm I'm still happy with that cafe scene and that's all I'll say about that but oh, you you still yeah. made that look dope as heck so that that was a super fun scene I mean that was part of that the classic Kyle Rayner thing you know and I'll I'll throw this out there because like I don't know when when this might go if this will ever be shown but like you, you wrote a scene where it was in a coffee shop and I, I made it Radu's coffee shop from the old Ron Mars, Daryl Banks days, like throwing the, the little Easter egg in there. Like, nice. Oh my God. I didn't even catch <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and he's in the back, like Radu's in the background of the counter. So I just like stuff like that. Like I was like super, it just felt like such classically, like you wrote like a perfect, like 10 page Kyle Rayner, like encapsulating everything about the character that was like rocked. So yeah, I don't know. It was great. And before we, move off the, the love fest for each other uh we got we should mention andrew dollhouse too like killed it on the colors oh, yeah. like he just like dialed it up and like, just make things like pop like to the next level you know and like the way he handles the constructs where they look almost like like glass like heineken bottles almost like i love that where they look like like shiny smooth like hard objects as opposed to like smoke you know like he just really like like knocked out of the park yeah yeah well that doesn't surprise me because uh andrew his colors are great on brett booth's art and brett's got a lot of energy just like your art does v ken so that that doesn't surprise me he seems like the kind of like the perfect colors for for what you do yeah well and yeah and i I think with like sometimes when like it's hard to balance like more is more energy with more in the coloring like I'm clearly like I only read apparently I, I read other comics besides like Y2K era books but I'm about to bring up like like that company Liquid you know like sometimes yeah sometimes more is more works and then sometimes more is more is like oh like this coloring company got like photoshop for the first time um and and that's not like the yeah the moreness that he brought to you was just somehow like it somehow added but balanced like mm-hmm. it, it's anyway he's great yeah so yeah crossing my eyes nose and toes that i mean really really that you know it, again it just was like it was so heartbreaking but i think i think one way or another i think the fans will let's i don't want to weaponize them but let's weaponize them yeah <laughs> like let's just get this book made i don't know yeah, let's exactly. let's really tease. exactly i mean only want more i only want it more now hearing how excited you guys are and hearing you talk about it so uh but anyway v ken uh before we dive into uh, top five, why don't you remind everybody what what work may they have seen that you've done in the past? What are you uh, currently working on? Uh, okay, so most recently, I did a bunch of those digital, like, during the pandemic, you know, we did, DC did a bunch of those uh, digital first books. So I did an issue of Superman, Man of Tomorrow. I did an issue of Wonder Woman, Agent of Peace. And I did a run, like a nice chunk of uh, uh, Aquaman Deep Dives with Steve Orlando, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool because it was like, kind of like taking a trip through all of Aquaman's history, like the blue shirt, the armor, like all every, every issue was like a different look for him. So that was cool. Um, but in like, before that, uh, Silencer, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, Trinity, New Challengers, Titans. Oh, I'm probably forgetting something. I feel like I've like worked on like literally everything at DC at one point, except <laughs> Flash. Flash is like the only one that I haven't touched. <laughs> uh, what about you, Cena? 
nothing. I'm unemployed. No, um, that's such a lie. It's such a lie. No, I did. I also did a sensational Wonder Woman story that will be uh, like brought to print uh, this summer. Sensational Wonder Woman number six. Everyone, please order so there can be a random like issue six bike in sales and they can just credit me for that, um, please. And and then I have actually uh, in honor of today's uh, podcast, I did a Pied Piper story for the DC Pride anthology. That was really that was really exciting, but I, I couldn't like flex too many flash muscles because it was such a short amount of space. And then um, I just like wrapped a book called Getting It Together at Image Comics that wow. is now collected and. And I love that book. It's so special. Um, yeah. And then I, like, I'm known for doing Iceman over at like Marvel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then there's, there's some other stuff coming out too. I just don't know, like, I don't know when you can like soft talk about things, but the other thing too, is like this entire project, uh, the DC round Robin thing, it got me really close with uh, Josh Trujillo, who was pitching blue beetle. And every day we were like calling each other, stressing the fuck out. Sorry, pardon my <laughs> French. And um and, and by the end of it, he, like, us just sort of grieving together because we both found out we didn't make it to the top two together. Uh, those conversations ended up inspiring, like, this this funny interaction between us where I was like, oh, my God, new comic book idea called Rockstar and Softboy. <laughs> and it was all based on how Josh, like, he went and congratulated uh, the person in his bracket and he was like, yeah, I, I congratulated Rex. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not telling Tim Seeley shit. <laughs> I know. Sorry. We, yeah. No, we're all colleagues and we're all friendly. But I also was just such a bitter loser about this. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, that's because you're the rock star and I'm the soft boy. And I was like, comic idea. So um, so I'm now working on that. That's coming out from Image. I'm going to just bang out a weird 64 page one shot that I, I write and draw um about about two friends who live together and want to throw a party so oh, fantastic. Um, that's awesome <laughs> are we going to get more getting it together I have to ask because I, I absolutely love that so it was so it was so real oh thanks uh not no um it's we we paid our artist jenny fine exactly what she was worth so the book made money but like we just kind of need to look at the numbers and go like but did it make enough for all of us because like we advanced her the money so we had to recoup that and then image gets their money and, and so it's a not no but it's kind of a wait and see and jenny's also really slow so it might even be a thing of where that i mean that's why the last issue has 20 pages drawn by me because we were padding if we did go ongoing, we needed to give her time. Um, so that's why the the last chapter deviates into this weird solo adventure. And so it might, if it does come back, it might be this thing of like, okay, I draw 10 pages, she draws 10 pages, or I take an issue, she takes an issue. Um, just because like she has a day job, you know, like, and it's in visual, like she does visual art for a company. So her her draw time, her drawing time at the end of the day is like pretty pretty limited her bandwidth is stretched so i don't know not no i had a great time we all love each other we're like you know the friend i i only want to work with friends so it you know it's 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 heartbreaking when you're like okay this project isn't worth our money but um but no it's not no i'm excited we'll see well i mean i'm nervous the there's crack in this apparently in, in my seltzer water. Well, you know what, regardless of whether it comes back or not, the fact that you got to do it, it's out there. It's great. 
you know, it's your, it's your baby. That's, that's wonderful. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we should get into it. The reason everybody's here, let's talk uh, top five favorite flash artists. So just to remind everybody, there's no rules. Uh, it could be somebody who draw, drew flash once. It could be somebody who had a huge run. Um, just, you know, a flash image, flash artist that, that we love. And we might, we might have overlap. We don't know each other's uh, choices. So when uh, Cena or VCAN gives a choice, I'm going to try to do a quick Google search and pull up uh, an image from okay. uh, who, they, uh, who they're picking while they're talking about why they, why they pick them. So uh, why don't we start with you, Ken? Uh, and again, these are in no particular order uh, unless you choose to uh, do a countdown, which is totally fine as well. But uh, give us your per first pick, Ken. Okay. Um, quick question though. If we do double up, what do we do? Do we save it or do we talk about it's it? Up like to you. It's up to you. So I, I actually have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. So I, so I have seven. So if somebody picks one of mine, I may use one of my alternates. Okay. A couple that I'm going to, even if somebody picks them, I'm going to, I'm going to pick them as well and repeat because okay. I want to talk about why I, I picked them. You know what I mean? Okay. So, so there's cool. not really any not really any rules. It's the Wild West. It's gotcha. our it's our uh, hill of beans, and we can do whatever we want. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I've got I've got I've got three backups, so I'll I'll do the same thing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. So my number five is uh Darwin Cook from uh oh. yeah from the New Frontier. Um. Mainly with this, I know he did some he did some covers like some variant covers of Flash. Um. But mainly from the New Frontier is what is where my head goes to it, and like I just think he's like the modern distillation of that Carmine Infantino sort of sixties version of flash. Um, and it's just, it's really cool. Like in like the modern way, like in like a modern kind of slick way, but his storytelling and just that, that sixties kind of nostalgia that of that era that like never really actually existed in real life. But like, we see it through like movies and stuff. Like his art just like hits that, like kind of like comfort zone kind of like version of like these sixties, like idealized versions of the characters. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should say before we start, these these aren't my five that are like the most revolutionary for the character. They're just the five that I personally like the best. Yeah. So yeah. yeah okay. Perfectly cool. cool. Yeah. And you're right. I didn't cool. even. I can't believe I didn't think of Darwin. His. I mean, he could. I feel like he could draw anything. His lines are so clean. He's so talented. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great. And, and and one of the things I thought was really cool about him is that he never did the. Um, like a lot of guys like, and, and I, I love it when they do this, but they draw the, the lightning crackling off the flash. Right. Mm -hmm. And Darwin never did that. He just did it with speed lines and like, and in the new frontier, he did like, like in the trail behind him with the speed lines, he did like the shadow effects of like the flash running in different poses. So like, it was like the idea of drawing multiple images, but it was just like with speed lines. So like you saw like the shadows and speed lines, it was a very cool effect that he did with it. I thought that was really cool. Awesome. Good pick, man. Uh, all right, Cena, how about you? Who, who are you going to name? Oh, we're like, okay. Um, so my number five is a weird cheat that I discussed. And I'm sure, like, he's drawn the flash, but what I responded to was Impulse, Humberto Ramos. Um, that was, like, my, my first foray into the Flash universe is I really love the Impulse book. And then I went and found the Flash books that Bart Allen showed up in um and i think you know he he brought a lot of like fun to how you draw that stuff at the time um because i think like what vken was saying like for a while there was just a lot like i think some artists can get stuck in like they look up pictures of like runners and then like just do four in a row and then draw the like swoops 
to indicate that they're running. And, and even though it's supposed to be really like, oh, wow, motion, it kind of looks really like uh, stiff. Um, is that a Humberto Ramos though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a much more recent one, but yeah. Like, but look at that though. Like, look at that. That's just great. Um, and even just like, I, I, you know, because Bart Allen sort of is like a metaphor for like ADHD, even just him interacting with people outside of, uh, being a superhero, like just like running, zipping around a person, talking about things or doing things. I just like love watching someone who is so fast and so bored. Um, and I thought he did such a good job of like visually showing that. Yeah. That he's got a very organic feel about his art too. It's, it, you know, he, he doesn't, there's not a lot of sharp angles. There's like a, even though it's very dynamic, it it's kind of, there's a softness to it. Cause you know, there's a lot of roundness to the line. So I, yeah, I agree. He's a, he's a good choice as well. I, I love it. I love oh. Yeah, we have VKen here. Give us your, what am I trying to say? You're the artist. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, what I love about Humberto Ramos and with Impulse, it definitely, like, is, like, a perfect distillation of his. Like, he would go, like, really big with, like, the expressions and, like, the poses and stuff, you know? Like, he would go, like, very exact, like, I don't want to say cartoony because it sounds like I'm, like, being disparaging, but, like, I'm not. I mean, like, cartoony, like, in the best way possible where it's, like, like, like that, like, big, like, kind of, like, just expressiveness, you know, like, I love that stuff. Like, it's definitely something I would try. I'm trying to get into my own work as well. <laughs> like, yeah, here's another page that actually has the flash. Yeah, I love, I love his rendition of the flash. Like when they make him super muscular, but not too over the top. So uh, that that's a good pick. All right. Uh, now I'm thinking I'm going to go with my first pick. Should I strategically pick who I know is on V Ken's list? You know what? I'm going to I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with the classic flash artist. And I do, um, it's Carmen Infantino. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are going to know some of these images that I'm, I'm putting up, uh, especially this one here, the flash of two worlds. Um, and what's interesting with, with Carmen Infantino. So he was the artist on the flash when I first discovered the book, which was right when the trial of Barry Allen was starting to, uh, to take place and his art, in those later issues, it wasn't quite as dynamic as what he did previously in the, in the sixties, but I still think, you know, I have to acknowledge like a lot of the iconology and just the, the things that others drew after, you know, like the, the costume springing out of the, uh, the flash ring or uh, the idea of multiple exposures or speed lines or any kind of, I mean, it was Infantino that, that did it first. He, he was so, um, he was just so classic, you know, and it, it definitely had that, that silver age feel. Um, and it was not just the way he drew, drew the flash, but the way he drew Barry Allen that helped kind of establish his personality with the bow tie and the crew cut and whatnot. And the last thing that I'll say about Carmine Infantino uh, as a flash artist is, you know, working in the sixties, working in the silver age, as you guys both know, tons of kooky ideas. And even though they were kooky ideas, he still made it feel like the flash. So this is one of my favorite covers that he did um, where you can see that the flash is getting uh, so fat he can barely run, but he, st he still finds a way to make it look fun. Uh, so I had to acknowledge his contribution and, and put him on my list. Maybe not the most dynamic, you know, and it was a different era of art. And like I said, kind of that, that run from like 325 to 350, I feel like the art really got sort of static, but it might've been, and I've had I've had this conversation many times with people about that run and and 
just the story that I think it was Carrie Bates that was writing it, how, I mean, it was this interminable trial where the flash was on uh, trial for murder and it, it dragged on for two years. And it was just kind of like, how can you make the book exciting when it's these courtroom scenes and it's just going on and on and on. So I kind of feel like that impacted the, the art as well, but he's still a legend. Uh, and so I, I had to put him on my list for sure. Uh, nice. All right, Ken, I guess we're back to you. Uh, next, next pick. Um, uh, I just want to say for your first one for Carmine Infantino, I, I, that was on my honorable mentions for all the stuff you said. Great, great pick. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Number four. Um, okay. Do I need number? <sighs> okay. So the order is not locked, but I guess number four, Mike Waringo. Um, he, uh, to me, like he is the definitive version of the Wally West era flash. Um, um, which is like one of my favorite eras of the character. Um, cause being a nineties kid, you know, Wally West is the man, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, I loved, and, and I usually don't like the hyper bulky muscular artist on flash, but for, with him, I just felt like it worked because he still had like a crazy dynamic energy to it. Um, and he just, he exaggerated in all the right spots and he used the speed lines the right way. And I think he might have been the first guy to do the lightning crackling off the energy. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I'm not 100% sure, but he definitely popularized it. And I, I like the white eyes too on the flash. Um, like like when they're when you don't see his pupils, it's just like white, like Batman. Um, yeah, he just had like a crazy like power and um, like, like he just felt like he was like surging with power with Mike Ringo. And, and it was like that over, like exaggerate, like my favorite versions of comics are where like, it's like, believable but not real you know like it's like it's it takes that stylization and like dials it up so that like there's you're not just looking at a photo you're looking at someone's artistic vision of this world and like michael ringo like really like just nailed that and i feel like he influenced the book for like years after it like i think people to this day who work on the flash still kind of like harken back to what he did i can't i didn't i did not remember his chin being so gigantic like because <laughs> He shows up on my list too, but I won't say, I won't say where. And it's so funny seeing these pictures. I'm like, I did not remember him looking like, like his face looking like the tick. <laughs> like <laughs> that chin is so gigantic. Um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. He, he was, uh, I would say honorable mention for me only because, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can talk about flash artists without talking about Mike, just because as you said, became so influential, but it, it, he just happened to draw in an era where I really wasn't reading much of the flash. That being said, I still was very aware of the art he was doing on the flash, even though I wasn't reading it because everybody was talking about it. So yeah, definitely uh, somebody who, who's very deserving. Uh, all right, Sina, who's, uh, who's getting your second call here? Okay. So I'm, yeah, now I'm going to start stacking these in order. Like we're going to do this. Um, so number four, uh, funny choice but i'm i'm sticking to my guns i i picked greg capullo based off one variant cover that like i just i remember i don't even know why i was looking at it i think maybe i had i don't know why i was i because i needed i needed to draw the flash for something it must have been a i don't know it doesn't matter anyway and i just like remember staring at it and being like this is so perfect like the skewing of perspective and warping of like body parts to create this image of like a guy like running at 
the reader, um, just the way he even like drew the hands, his line weights. I was like, this is perfect. Like this is like, this guy did it. And, and, and it was also one of those things where I stared at it and was like, there's also not much in the original art. Like it, it, it played a lot to like the colorist just turned it into something even better than it already was. But that's also because he just knew what he was doing. Both of them. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I, if you can find that while we're talking, I think it's, I don't know what run it is, but yeah, I think it's it. an issue two variant. Number two, yeah. Yeah, I've got it. I, I know exactly what image you're talking about. It's he's like on a clock, right? He's like running, it's like a blue background. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at that. So I good. don't know. I don't it just and even like like even that like back leg, like I don't know that it would I don't know. It's just like yeah, I can stare at it and analyze it any which way I want. And I'm still like, it just works, you know, and it's and it, it, it also feels a lot like kind of what we saw in the Zack Snyder interpretation of the flash too. Um, just sort of that, like almost combustible, like other artists have done it too, but I just feel like that, I don't know there's something about it. I love it. I love it. The end. Yeah. I love how like those lines on his suit, he draws with the energy kind of like popping off those lines as well. Like, just like, like, like not like the big ones, but like the, those little, pipings that were on all the new 52 suits like it's actually bursting off like yeah. it's so cool yeah i just as a flash fan i don't see how you look at this image and don't think to yourself man i want a flash book drawn by greg capullo yeah oh like, totally yeah yeah and and i i will say even though he he may have only done this one he's probably drawn him somewhere else in a, some sort of splash or whatnot but if the if the person that's being picked has a statue of the character or mm -hmm. a, uh, or an action figure that totally valid and there yeah. is a greg capullo flash action figure in this style so yeah, i saw that that's what made me confident to to hold my, to stand my ground yeah 100 <laughs> valid pick no doubt uh okay who am i gonna go with next um i'm gonna sort of stick with my sort of classic uh, flash artist and i'm gonna pick ross andrew who is another a uh, flash artist from the, the late 60s, early 70s, uh, frequently worked with Mike Esposito as uh, an inker. And um, he's one of those flash artists that really kind of used the uh, sort of multiple exposures of flash to show uh, movement. So I'll, I'll share my screen here and you guys will, will see what I'm talking about. So it's not just speed lines or whatnot, but really putting the flash in the, the panel, you know, more than one time you can see down here just to show that he's moving around, he's been really fast. And uh, I think that when we're talking Flash artist, he's such a unique character in that if you can give me static images, and everything is a static image when we come to, to comics, right? Static images that still show motion because the Flash is all about motion. So the artwork definitely has to be kinetic. It has to be energetic. And Ross Andrews, one of those guys that was really able to do it. But he also had, um, he's known for Spider-Man mostly because he, he definitely had a realism to his art. So if you look at, you know, covers like this, you know, in the whole turbulent time of, of 60s and 70s, you know, he's got some of that realism as well. Um, but he was always able to show motion and his pages are just really fun. Uh, here's another one with a ton of movement, you know, flashes down here. Again, static image flashes down here in the bottom right panel, but you totally get that he's punching this guy, you know, 100 times a second with, you know, the way that it, it's all laid out. Um, and so I think Ross Andrews, another uh, guy that I, I just had to mention, he didn't have a huge run on the flash. It was maybe a year, a little more than a year, but uh, I think his contribution was definitely 
worth noting. And and also similar to Carmine Infantino, he's able to do things like this. You know, this is a very classic cover where the Flash's head, brain, whatever, expanded, and he still makes it look like okay, that could happen. It's it's believable. It's fun. Uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to give uh, Ross Andrew uh, a shout out again. Just trying to give um, make sure I give some acknowledgement to uh, artists that may not be as well known for uh, for working on the Flash, which is so interesting because I, I feel like a lot of the characters you know, certainly if you talk about Batman or Superman, you can talk about these eras of different artists. Flash is sort of different, with maybe the exception of uh, of Mike Waringo um, or Carmine Infantino. There's not the arrows aren't necessarily defined by the artists, which I find that to be interesting. Sometimes that happens with characters. Sometimes it, it doesn't. I don't know that it's happened with the flash outside of, uh, outside of Mike. So uh, anyway, back around to you, Ken, for your uh, third choice. Um, okay. Number three is Francis Manipal. Um, so I love Francis Manipal's work and his stuff at the flash to me is like, almost like as a fan, like of his stuff, like almost career defining. Um, and I, I love what he did with Jeff Johns in that first arc. Because before the New 52, he did like, I think it was like eight issues or something with Jeff Johns writing it. And then that kind of got derailed with New 52. And then he and Brian Bucciolato started writing the New 52 and kind of took it over themselves. And I, the, the, the era that I'm really talking about is that era in the New 52 when him and Brian were, he was, Francis was drawing it, Brian was coloring it, and they were both writing it. And they did such a good job of, making Barry Allen a cool, modern, hip character. And, like, I feel the reason that The Flash is, like, a cool guy in the TV show and he's a cool guy in the Zack Snyder movies is because of this run on the character. Because up to, up to, up to here, what Jeff was doing, like, I love Jeff Johns, but what he was doing was it, it felt like he was more looking back toward the 60s version of Flash and making him almost like a father figure to the characters now and when Brian and and Francis took it over it, it was almost like they made him like it was like they, they stopped looking backwards and started looking forward as to like what the modern version of Barry Allen could be and like that combined with just like the crazy like layouts that he did with where he did like Will Eisner-esque double page spreads where there's like they would use the font of the flash in the panels and he would do all the tricks like you do the multiple panels i sorry the multiple images of the flash but he would also use the crazy crackling energy effect he would all, he would also do the the hyper extended poses like he just kind of did everything super well and and that combined with the storytelling and how he drew barry allen himself like he just made him look cool and like like vital and new and like awesome you know like he just he just brought this energy to the character that i think is still being siphoned today and like people are still jiving off like what he did to to revitalize the the character. Yeah, he was on my honorable mentions as well. And and specifically for something you mentioned, I love the Eisner-esque they, uh, thing that they did on the title page all the time. The the title of the issue, uh, DC proudly presents the Flash. You can see here he's running on ice flows. The ice flows spell out the Flash. That was what I love most. Like I always look forward to getting the book and okay, what are they going to do with the title page this time? It's f- just fantastic. Uh, all right, Cena, you're up next. Who do you have for your uh, for your next pick? Well, FJM ends up on my list. I'm not going to say where, but we're getting close. Uh, <laughs> you'll see. Um, so number three, uh, I put Howard Porter. And it's mainly because the man has on and off been drawing The Flash 
for decades. And uh, I mean, I think it's due in large part to the fact that he, in his own art style, like did a hard reboot. <laughs> um, but he found, he kept finding fresh ways to draw this character. And I, you know, and, and it's one of those things too, where it was like a great pairing with Josh Williamson too. So, you know, and, and it was one, I like that, like, I like that the way he draws like the crackling energy, like not in that image, but in other ones, it looks almost like someone like put like the ugly yellow Twizzlers like in a microwave and then just started like jump roping with them. Like they just look like almost like solid pieces of rubber, like like flailing behind him. Um, I actually, let me see if I can find an example in my own. Uh, I'm holding some of my books. Um, but I don't know. I just, it, you know, I, we, you go back to like when, when you come up on the character or what eras uh, sort of stick with you. And, and yeah, if it was like, if it was an issue that he was drawing instead of like Scott Collins, I was, I was a happier camper, not to be that person, not to pick favorites, but I am, um, I am also that person who will not read a complete writer's run. If like they get a fill in artist for Chris Bacallo, I'm like, I don't, to read this <laughs> um which is rude i know sorry writers yeah it's a good pick his art is has uh, a certain kinetic energy to it almost almost on the edge of out of control i think so yeah definitely a I mean, great pick also what he was did in jla with grant morrison was awesome like like yeah, the 90s was, version of him like 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 there's definitely a like like you said like a change like an, an evolution of the style where now it's more frenetic but like even back back in the '90s, like he was still like on point with his version of Wally. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Uh, all right, let me go with my next pick. Um, this is another kind of out of the box one. I'm going with Nicholas Scott. Um, oh, interesting. And you know, we said Flash it doesn't necessarily have to be Barry Allen Flash, and I think her work on uh, the Earth Two Flash was fantastic and she also did uh, a really interesting cover for flash 750 which i'll uh, i'll share in a second here um but i was i was kind of disappointed you know so many of those covers she did like wonder woman it was a bunch of different versions of wonder woman a um, bunch of different versions of superman batman we didn't get that with with flash uh she did a, a jay garrick uh, cover instead but um again just the sense of being able to show the movement her lines are so clean uh she always has great compositions uh, textures are done very, very well. Um, and again, being able to show the movement. I mean, look at the bottom of this page here. I mean, first of all, interesting panel layout, which I always really appreciate. Um, but then, you know, we see the flash down here and we see, you know, this Earth 2 flash, but but different exposures of him um, and colored, you know, slightly lighter for the, you know, the, the past images, I guess you'd say, of the flash. So, yeah, I think that she's uh, she's great. I mean, look at That's that. Awesome. That's just amazing i mean and nicole is a super uh great person to talk to at, at cons and, and whatnot so uh yeah i was just trying to think a little out of the box and and here's that flash 750 cover that i was talking about definitely Aww. folks uh you know innocence golden age and yeah i mean i, I loved what she did with the i think that earth 2 book both when james robinson was writing it and tom taylor was writing it, it was super super underrated so uh so yeah I, I had to throw her on my list so May I quickly interrupt for a, a, an honorable mention that I might, I just know I'm going to forget if I wait till the end. Oh yeah. 100%. But I was, 
So I was thinking, I was like, huh, like, how do I feel about Frank quietly drawing the Flash? Because like, I'm, I'm trying to be like, oh, right, like they didn't do it in this thing, but maybe, you know, in a in an alternate universe story, and I was looking it up. And then I remembered this Raphael grandpa drawing. And oh, it's that's just really like, cool. I know, I know. Sorry, it's like not, but like, and he, he's not Frank quietly, but Raphael grandpa, it's like, oh man, like, I'd actually love to see a Flash book drawn by that dude. Because we yeah. all think about him as like, oh my god batman but like yeah he draws the crap out of anything anyway all right <laughs> well i mean the wait is jace talking jace i think you're quiet yeah sorry i forgot oh, I uh, myself. Uh, yeah i just wanted to, to share it more close up so everybody could look at yeah that that is yeah <laughs> i love that suit like i like i love that design on the suit it looks so dope i, I wish the, the the movie suit looks like that like that looks sick yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, okay, I forgot where we were now. Oh, uh, I think Nicola. Back around, yeah, background to you. Kim. Oh, wait, wait, but about Nicola, like about that Earth Two book. That book was like awesome, and like her designs on Flash and Green Lantern, like like the Alan Scott and Jay Garrick flashes, like that she like redid. Like it wasn't like the old '40s costumes. She like did her own designs on them, and it, I th I thought they were cool as hell. Like I, I thought most of the new Fifty Two designs were cool, and like I really liked those. Like Jay with the helmet and. Alan with like the armor, like I just thought it was like such a cool take. Yeah, she did. The yeah. thing was, she did all the costume designing for the, all the character designs and they they felt sort of silver agey, but they also felt modern. Like she managed to bridge that like so well. It's part of mm -hmm. the, I just love that that book. So uh, anyway, uh, I think we're, we're back to you, Ken. Who's your, uh, who's your next pick? Okay, so my number one and number two are like, we're, we're, on, we're on that, right? We did three already? Yeah, this is your yeah. third pick, yeah. Okay, so my number one and number two are tied, and you'll see why, but I'm going to go with number two is Brett Booth. Like, I just think he is the sickest artist working today in comics, like, in general, but, like, his his flash is, a, much like Francis Manipal, I feel like it's career-defining for him. Like, as a fan of his, like, that's what I associate him with. Like, his run on Barry, but then also when he brought back Wally West, and did like the new, like he got to redesign Wally West costume and give the two shades of red with the silver, like lightning effects. Um, and Andrew Dollhouse was coloring him on that, on all that, everything he did on Flash. And it's just, he has such great panel design and just great power. Like he just draws power really well and like knows how to make the panels when things get frenetic, he makes the panels also frenetic and he's got great poses and just, just, really like just draws like energy and power and speed like pretty much better than anyone i think that's ever drawn the character like just awesome in my humble opinion yeah so that was the one that i knew was on your list that was on my list and it's it's one that i i won't do and i'm not going to replace him with an honorable mention uh i'm gonna i'm saving him for last for for me uh but yeah we'll talk more about why I, he's on my list once we uh once we get to it but I, yeah obviously i can't fault I can't fault you for picking Brett because he's on my list. Uh, you have any comment on on Brett as a flash artist, Cena? I mean, no. He can set it set it exactly as such. It's funny because it's I like the way you talk about him makes me just want to like reconsider everything. You make you make me like you. What is it you make me like question everything? Um, <laughs> Cause it, I liked it, but I just, I guess I never, I never gave it credit for like all that, it, like his art 
was doing that maybe wasn't done before or wasn't done as well, you know? And I think it's because it's like, he, he's never been one of like my faves. Um, and I think it's because like, he always was like tangential to like who my favorites were. And so as a fan, you get that weird, like, you get this weird thing of like, well, they, 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 they're, they're not as good. Like they're not as popular as that person. So they must be not as good. And, and now I'm, now I'm a grown up and realizing that that's all just dumb 13 year old logic. So <laughs> I need to like, I need to reread. All right. Well, who's your, uh, who's your next pick, Cena? I Mike Waringo. And, and it's, and, and it's purely sentimental and it's purely like right time, right place when I was picking up those books and, and what he was doing. And I think to continue making this not a stigmatized thing, the cartooniness was, um, was good. Like, you know, he was kind of like tripling down on being really jumpy and bubbly uh, when, when other artists were kind of like, it wasn't in vogue, but it was, but people liked it and, you know, he kept going with it. Um, and it's so funny because I look at it now and I see everything wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, now I'm like, oh, this isn't that great. But when I was a kid, it was the bomb. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can go wrong with, with picking Mike. I mean, you're right. He, he didn't. Yeah. It might've been a little cartoony or a little, you know, kind of an animation style, but it not only did it, suit the character and and bring a you know a sense of joy to the book it perfectly suited the tone of the story that's that mark wade was was telling um because I've, I've since gone back and and read some of it i still haven't read all of it um so and, and yeah again like i mentioned earlier i wasn't re reading at the time but i was acutely aware of it <laughs> and so they must have that whole team creative team must have been doing something right so you know what was awesome about him though was that everything that you said about him being poppy and like, and bubbly and, and more like, like, like not like, it wasn't like a dark book at all, but like, and it had that like fun, like cartoon energy to it. But the way he drew him in the suit, he still looked like really tough. Cause he did like the, like the, the shadowing and the white eyes. Like it was almost like, like the world that he had was really like bright and like optimistic, but like flash himself looked like very like aggressive and like, more so than pretty much any other artist. Like if you think like, you know, about like Scott Collins or Howard Porter or any of them, like very few guys do that like dark shadowing on the flash suit. And like, he had, like, he just made like Wally look very like aggressive. Like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a cool, it was a cool balance. I think that he did. Well, even the coloring, I feel like that red is a little more like dark cherry red than stoplight red. Yeah. You know, yeah. I never thought about that. That's interesting. But it's like, it's like when you cue like a movie trailer to like different music and you're like, it's actually a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It's a horror movie, everybody. Um, <laughs> now I have to think about it. Now I want to like, yeah, okay. Anyway, sorry. This is exciting. Just like me <laughs> not doing work for hours after we talk. Yeah, <laughs> totally ruining your, your productivity here. All right. Well, like I said, uh, Brett Boost on my list as well. So let me go ahead and talk about why uh, I picked him. Um, and it's for a lot of the reasons that that Ken said, but also in addition to that, um, I think he has some of the greatest panel layouts of any artist working in in comics right now. Like he just does, um, he just does an incredible job. And um, let me pull up. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's see if I can share this. 
Um, hold on, sorry. Uh, but yeah, he, the, the thing about Brett is you're never bored when you're looking at something that he's drawn, right? It's always, uh, it's always interesting. And, and that the, the dynamic nature of his panel layouts, like this is one of my favorite pages that he's ever done. Um, and it, the dynamic nature of the panel layouts make sure that you're, you're never bored. There's always a sense of movement, no matter, you know, what's actually happening in, in the story. So, I mean, I, I knew of Brett's work. I wasn't like a giant Brett Booth fan until, you know, I read this run, uh, the Robert Venditti, Brett Booth pencils, Norm Ratman inks, Andrew Dollhouse colors. To me, that was like the dream team on Flash, one of the, I think, greatest creative teams to work together, just the, the synergy because of so much of the panel layouts that were just, you know, amazing, that just, that just worked. Um, and I actually, I'm fortunate enough to own a couple of, of Brett Booth Flash pages. So I own this page um, where he's fighting the, the future Flash out in this kind of desolate wasteland. And then it, he kind of gets thrown uh, through time and he's uh, ends up in, in this future slash past prehistoric speed force kind of thing with this character called Selkirk. And I own that, that page as well. So um, I, there's nothing that I can say about Brett Boussart that really does it justice. It's, I think it's one of those things you have to experience for yourself, but it never feels static. It always feels interesting. There's always cool panel layouts that add kind of kinetic energy and movement. And the, the, I think the line work, I mean, I, like technically to me, you know, as a non-artist, the line work always looks spot on. And I'll give a shout out to his uh, longtime inker, uh, Norm Ratman for that uh, as well, because, um, you know, Norm has a lot to, to do with that. He brings out the best in, in Brett's art. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just remember seeing this image, um, in the book, you know, double page spread and just like my jaw just dropping and just pu it pulled me out of the story, which isn't always a great thing, but it was fine to just sit there and kind of stare at it, uh, for, you know, a few moments and, and just like enjoy it. Um, and I, I've talked to Brett about this page before and I'm like, did you, would you ever consider like, did you sell? He's like, no, that's like one page I, I kept. I'll probably never sell it. I mean, and, and rightfully so. Uh, he was just really happy with the way it turned out as well. So that that's so cool that you have original art. I actually, I'm looking at my wall. I have four Brett Booth pages of Flash on my wall that I bought like <laughs> over the years. Um, I've got, do you remember when DC did like the, uh, they did the ads that ran across the bottom of two pages? Yep. I have the, the the flash one that he did where like he's like running popping the costume on it's like that new yeah. dcu costume he did and then i've got a couple of his wally from titans pages um which are like sick like it's like the one where he's like hugging linda like it's a, such a good uh yeah he's he's awesome man and like i think one of his biggest strengths aside from everything that we said about the layouts and like how cool his characters look like the panels and everything and the, the power that he draws is that his characters outside the costume look cool and modern Right. Like a lot of people fall into this trap of like drawing like Barry Allen, Clark Kent, Hal Jordan, Diana, like whoever, like as like the 40s or 50s version of them. And he draws them as very contemporary, cool, like looking people, you know, like and I just I think it's like such a great like he just has like a great aesthetic and design to his work. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I own more original art of, of Brett, but well, I own as many of him as I do Brad Walker. Those are kind of two of my favorites. Uh, and so I have the same amount of, of pages of, of both those guys. So that's funny. I, I've got several flash pages from Brett and then 
some Titans <laughs> pages as well. So nice, yeah, nice. fantastic, fantastic. Uh, well, I guess we're back around to you, Ken, for your, uh, your final pick. Um, I'm curious, I think I might know who it is, but, uh, lay it on us. Okay. So my number one pick, this is, um, this is going to be interesting. This is very personal to me because this is a guy who never actually drew the book flash. He, all he did was covers and it's Michael Turner. Yep. And so I was gonna wonder if yeah. you were going to say that. Yeah, no. And the reason he's my number one is because the reason I like the flash in general at all is because I was in the comic book store and I saw the cover where it's like flash. He's like kind of turned sideways and the rogues heads are like kind of surrounding him. I think it was his second to last cover he did. And I just like stopped and I was like, Holy shit, this looks awesome. And like, I, I, I was, I think 13 or 14. So I didn't know who Michael Turner was. I, this is my first exposure to Michael Turner. My really, my first, first exposure to the flash as a comic, like I knew the character, but like, this was my, first comic flash I ever picked up and read. And that's what inspired me to go back. And like, at the time, the recent back issues were like the, the Jeff Johns, Scott Collins stuff and the Howard Porter stuff um, and kind of go back from there. And it also inspired me to know who's this Michael Turner guy. And then from there, I discovered Fathom and Soulfire. And, and it just kind of inspired me to like, like I, I might not be working comics today, had Michael Turner not drawn these flash covers, like is basically what I'm saying. Like, because like his work inspired me so much. And like these five covers he did, he just made flash look elegant and powerful and, and cool, but also like really noble and heroic. And like, I think that was like, we talk about greatest strengths of artists. And to me, like Michael Turner, like that was his greatest strength is that like, to me, when you look at, the characters he draws, like the hero characters, they just like make you want to be a better person. Like he like, he draws them in this way where like, they just like inspire you in like this like really prime, like primal way. Like they, they just look like these really altruistic humans, you know, like these just really good people. And like, um, yeah, man, his, and, and it's funny because- the king of the square jaw. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the eyes, like the, something about his eyes, they just look so like, like they're like, peering into your soul with goodness you know like he just he's so good at that like that, that that picture of flash he just he just looks like the, like like i listen to anything that guy said he just looks like, like such a good guy you know like so and, and it's funny because i interned at dc in college when they were still in new york and on one of the floors they had like big panels on the walls of like like the 10 their 10 biggest characters and the most iconic like images of the characters so like it was like the jim lee hush batman you know and like like I can't remember. It might've been Nicholas Scott one or one. I can't remember like exactly who was who, but I remember that flash was the Michael Turner one. It was that at first cover he did where he's just standing and like, he's just standing, but he looks like he's like fast as hell just standing there, you know, like the way he did the proportions on him, like how he had like the huge shoulders, but like the thin waist and the big thighs, like just everything about him just made him look like he was like powerful and fast and like heroic. I don't know. I just, his work is like, I can't go on enough about it. And he's like one of my primary influences as an artist myself um yeah guy was a legend i mean i can't argue he's he's on my list for exactly the same reasons that you're talking about um yeah i'll uh yeah i'll talk a little more about it when i make my final pick which i guess is will be anti-climatic <laughs> down with that fine. uh but let's move on to you cena who's your uh who's your final pick this is number one uh so this is where francis goes and uh this is also one of the reasons why v ken and i get along as well as we do. I interned at Top Cow in high school because I loved Mike Turner so much. 
I just like wanted to like be near him, which is creepy. But when you're 14, <laughs> not creepy, but also creepy. I would like literally the Regina George thing in Mean Girls, like she did this. So I did this like Michael Turner would eat yogurt and wheat thins as like an afternoon snack. So I would eat yogurt and wheat thins <laughs> as an afternoon snack. Like I read it in like some wizard magazine. But anyway, Francis was just getting started at Top Cow. Um, like he had done like uh like a, a weird lady death crossover and then did some tomb raider um and then and then eventually you know became which a witchblade artist and so uh he was always really sweet to me and i i always loved his artwork and, and just followed him and um i think when he was on the flash when you talk about career defining i think like at that point he had figured out the sweet spot of doing like all of his weird gray washes on the original artwork and having it uh, work with the coloring a little better. Cause I think there were like maybe in, and people can disagree with me, but I do think there was like a year or two where like, you know, this might be like shitty or judgmental, but it was like, I feel like it was like, Oh, this will make the original art look great. And it's a new trick I learned. And I think it took a year before like, he learned how to make it all coalesce and actually help the storytelling. And, and that was, you know, through his tenure on the flash. And again, it's, he made the character cool. He had a singular style for it. I also think just his art style really kind of like hit an awesome crescendo, not a crescendo, who knows, he could be getting better and better, but like, look at these faces. Like it just, you know, talking about what we can said with Michael Turner's art, like, you look at the way he drew Flash and Flash is someone you want to save your life and you trust to save your life. Um, and you believe he can do anything. And he really knew, you know, him and Booch were just like a very great pair. Um, so yeah, I just haven't, you know, and I think also we talk about like where we are when we discover different artists. And I think like if a kid was walking into a comic store and saw his Flash, that kid is a Flash fan for life. One thing about yeah. Fran Francis's art, and you know, being the fact that you know his his work so well, so, you know, let me ask you this: I, I feel like his style evolved a little bit because I, I first discovered his work on Legion of Superheroes and and loved mm -hmm. it. Um, and when he went on the Flash, and this suits sort of the watercolor style of of Butch's, um, colors, uh, I feel like his it's not quite as house style it seems almost like on his Legion stuff, he was kind of following that super clean DC house style. Whereas this was a little, I don't know, it, it was a little more free and uh, it definitely, you know, conveyed a better sense of movement. Do, do you think, do you like when you look at his Legion work and then look at his flash work, uh, which his flash work is, is much more indicative of his, uh, his work ever since then. Do you, do you see a difference or is it, is it just me? <laughs> no, I see it a thousand percent. And I think that, I think that, probably boils down to him adopting a style that he knew he could keep a schedule with. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, when you do this and especially with a book that's so fast and loose and, you know, like motion lines are just so much easier to draw than like a million characters. Um, and also drawing things like as a blurs are, you know, I don't know. He just, I think, yeah, I think he kind of found a way to keep, the pages coming out and still have them be, you know, pages he could be proud of. And that's why I always tell people, like, I think, I think you can work in a vacuum as long as you want to develop your style. But I think the deadline is actually where your, 
your your true style emerges because you have to cut corners and you have to you know and then you also have to you, you kind of stick cutting those corners and I think even with someone like Mike Turner him learning to build a rapport with his colorist Peter Steigerwald spoke to what became his style because yeah. he just learned to go okay I'm gonna draw this because I know Peter's gonna color that right and and it goes back to like you look at the original and it's like oh there's like 37 lines on this thing and it's like because he knew peter would flesh out the rest um that, that, and so they're gone what were you gonna say no what were you gonna say yeah i was just gonna no, I, in air. oh no i because uh i i worked at aspen um before i worked at dc for a while um and so like like i'm super tight with all the the aspen crew um but i, I never actually got to meet mike but when i was when oh. i was starting it i know i he, he passed away right when i was like starting to go to comic-con so i was really bummed that i never got to meet him but um but like when i first started at aspen i was like very michael turner influenced like almost to the point where i was like just pretty much drawing like michael turner and like at the <laughs> time i thought like like oh well mike didn't spot black so i'm not going to spot blacks and my assumption was that peter was going to color it and like he didn't so like it, like it was definitely this like like oh wait no i gotta start spotting blacks and like shading and doing more like it was like this evolution of like i can't just do exactly what mike did so i think it's really funny that you bring that up about him like like distilling it down because like i totally like almost like started there and was like oh wait no no i gotta i actually gotta build it up more <laughs> yeah he always well he always knew like he knew because he knew what his like judge was you know what i mean like he knew what his x factor was and and then he also knew what his collaborator's strengths were so like i remember my old boss his old editor renee gearlings talking about how like you know i think especially with something like fathom where it's like water-based like you know he would just kind of like draw the main figure and then just do like light squiggles and then his inker you know whether it was like especially if it was detron but detron wasn't a big part no joe weems joe weems that's what i mean joe weems would just go in and like fill out all that water jump you know because he knew he knew how to pick up what mike uh dropped and, and you know and it, and it goes back to jace what you were saying about norm rapman it's like the magic is is when the teams find each other so like fjm and and booch like they they knew how to like pick up what the other one was dropping and then the fact that it was like from writing to art you know, that just the synchronicity is like, there's no, you know, there's no parallel, I think. But, you know, like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, but I'm a big fan of Francis and I, and I love, and I love that, like, he went, he just, you know, like, it was cool to see someone who wanted to be great at comics become great at comics. And that includes professionalism, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. includes getting the art out and, uh, being a great team player and growing, you know, I think like, it's what you said, weekend where it's like, you come in and you're like, well, I'm going to be Mike Turner. And I'm, I'm going to do it like this. And it's like, it turns out like, you got to like, no, you, you either have to develop that relationship with your collaborators or you have to learn to do it yourself first. And, um, and I think when you, you, you fall in love with these legends, you just think like, Oh, I can do that. And, and, and no, you got to kind of like learn the lessons along the way and, 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 and adopt every, storytelling trick you can find and, and Francis's plural runs on the flash, like show that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's true of a lot of things in life. You know, you can have people tell you, so I, I've gone through something similar. Here's what I learned. It doesn't matter. You got to learn the lesson yourself. You know, that's just the way that it goes sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, um, before we move off, Francis, I want to say two things. One, <laughs> people, I, I know everyone loves the Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder, Batman, but I actually think the Francis Manipal Flash run is like the best of the new 52. Like, I just, I like, so totally backing up what you say. Like, I love Francis on this. And, um, and the other thing I want to say before I forgot was you were talking about how he made him like super heroic and noble. Do you remember that, that scene where like a car, this might've been part of the Jeff Johns run. And I can't remember if it was in that or, or when he was writing it, but it was like a car was like careening toward like a group of people and flash kind of disassembles it like midair. And then like the steering wheel is almost like kind of flew past. and was almost going to hit a kid, but then flash catches it. And then like, it like, is that, scene where like the kid's looking up at flash and the sun's behind him. It's like glowing. He's like, Hey kid, I'm the flash. Like he just says like, like, it's just like <laughs> such does. like an iconic, like heroic, like, Oh my God, this guy's so cool. And like, so awesome. You know, he was great at that for sure. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, on to my last pick. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> anticlimactic. It is Michael Turner, uh, which I, which is awesome. I, you know, to V Ken's point earlier about, you know, here's a guy who never actually drew any interiors for the flash. That would have been amazing to see. It would have been incredible. Even if it was just like a one shot or one issue or whatnot, it would have been amazing to have, you know, we lost Mike way too early, but how impactful, how amazing, what an incredible artist, what a great guy. The fact that he's on, you know, V Ken's list, he's on my list. He honorable mention for Cena. The fact he only did, you know, a very, small amount of images of the flash. And yet here he is in our, in our top five. And, you know, I'm wearing my, my Michael Turner, uh, you know, flash shirt for the occasion. The, the, that, know, that image, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. I have, you know, that's the shirt that I, that I have on right now. That, that image. And if you, that, but if you think about the original art, there's like, that's just a figure drawing. Like that's all Peter too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think we also have to like, it, like when when this comes out and we're talking about it and tweeting about it, we have to like also be like and Peter Steigerwald because oh, yeah. just yeah. even look at the like look at the rendering on the chest like emblem and look at just how he renders like the color gold. Sorry, I'm like this no, is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, it's awesome. No, and, like no, the trail, the yeah, trail yeah. off his ears, like that, like that, like yeah, so good. Yeah, and, and you're 100 right, and that that's. You know, I like that a lot of these picks, you know, we're, we're acknowledging, you know, guys like Norm Ratman, guys like Peter Stagerwell, because it is so important to uh, acknowledge that it's not just, you know, comics is so collaborative, you know, <laughs> we think back to you guys talking about how excited you were to work together on this uh, Kyle Rayner and Kilowog concept, you know, comics is co- collaborative. And yes, this is an absolutely gorgeous image. Um, but it wouldn't look this gorgeous if it wasn't for Peter's contribution. So yeah, hundred percent, you know, it's, it's Mike and Peter, it's that team that just kind of, you know, transcends. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we lost Mike so, uh, so early, but yeah, he, I mean, it's, it's, we've got some Superman work from him and I'm very, you know, appreciative of that. That's my, my favorite character, my all time favorite covers um, action comics, eight twelve, where Superman's, He's got this completely futuristic costume on, and he's leaning against this futuristic motorcycle. Motorcycle, yeah. Oh yeah, that was when he was he when Talent Caldwell was like, they were like, this is the next big thing. Talent Caldwell, 
Yeah. Then Tom Caldwell was like, yes, I am the best, next best thing, the biggest new thing. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I actually got to see the original art of that at San Diego Comic-Con the first year. It had already been sold, not that I could have even afforded it. I think it went at the time an outrageous amount of money. It, it, like, it, like I think it was twelve thousand dollars Yeah, yeah. It would have been, if it went on sale now it would probably be like 75,000 or something in, insane but I'm going to show you guys something uh because we're all such Mike Turner nerds hold on um you also get to see my hilarious chandelier um so when I was an intern at Top Cow uh talent there was a pizza party talent was trying to draw the fathom character Killian and gave up at the eyes mouth and nose and then Mike took it while he was eating pizza and turned him into a Rasta Killian and then just like <laughs> left the table. And I snatched it up because I loved him so much and anything he did. And uh, even though that went through the wash because it was, uh, I kept it in my wallet for a long time. Uh, it's, it, it endures and it is framed on my wall because, um, because, you know, like even that, that was like a throwaway drawing and he just, it, you know, the guy, yeah, the guy had, the guy had magic. He, and it was so funny because he didn't really even like comic books. Like he, he didn't like read them the way we do. Um, but he, he brought something to, and I think that maybe that, that distance made him bring something that, you know, is unparalleled. Yeah, they'll never yeah. be, they'll never be another. So, uh, well, uh, go ahead. Do you want? Oh, no, I was just gonna say, funnily enough, his flash covers also made me start going to the gym because I wanted to look like the flash. Like, and it, like, it's, it's an, a totally unrealistic goal, but like, I remember at the time, like in college being like, I'm totally going to just work out like a fiend and get jacked like the flash. Like didn't happen. Didn't happen. His witchblade did that for me. I wanted to look like Sarah Pizzini. I was like, I want my arms to be this long and just sinewy as heck. Uh, wear that metal bikini at the beach. Uh, well, Vikan, do you have any, any other uh, honorable mentions you want to throw out as we're uh, wrapping up here? Yeah, I'm, my honorable mentions were Carmine Infantino, which talked about Scott Collins, really close because I loved his run. Like right before, it was right before those flash covers. He did like that run with Jeff Johns, which was like to me the best chunk of that of Jeff's run. And uh, Greg LaRock, who was the guy who drew Wally, I think before Mike Waringo for a really long time, and like when I went back to get those, those back issues, like he had a very kind of substantial run and definitive look. I think he might've been the first guy to do the, the white eyes on the flash was Greg LaRock. The one yeah. He's got a really clean style. Um, I, I kind of uh, associate LaRock more with Legion of superheroes. You know, he did a lot of that Baxter run, uh, but yeah, I mm -hmm. lo lo love his art. Fantastic artist. Uh, what about you seen any honorable mentions that we uh, didn't get to? Yeah. Uh, so kind of like in in the spirit of Darwin Cook, like someone who just it was, you know, someone modern who made it look classic and does this for any character. So it's kind of like for everybody, but uh, Evan Doc Shaner, mm. um, just in some variants alone, like it just, you know, it, it yeah, I, I, I like that that dude can do anything and it's like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a fantastic yeah. artist. Uh, the only guy that I didn't uh, mention that's on my uh, honorables is uh, Jerry Ordway. And, and this kind of goes back to kind of the Nicola thing. You know, when uh, we're talking about the flash, you know, mostly we're talking about Barry Allen here or Wally West, but when you talk about definitive Jay Garrick artists, Jerry Ordway for me, you know, especially his all-star squadron run or his infinity incorporated run, 
that guy draws the golden age characters with this wonderful sense of kind of innocence, uh, but they have weight and realism to the, uh, to them. His textures are great. Uh, like I, I, I know that he would like to still be working on a more regular basis. I, I honestly don't know why he doesn't get more work because he's a fantastic artist. Love his Superman stuff. Love his Infinity Ink stuff. Love his uh, his All Star Squadron stuff. So, yeah. For, um, for in fact, I think I have might have an image. Um, I think this was a, a commission that uh, that Jerry Ordway did of Jay Garrick, and it's just I mean that's just classic. You know, it just looks. It's perfect. I mean, I love it. So uh, he was on my list as well as a, as an honorable mention. So nice. That's a great pick. You're helping us like cover all the generations. And also, one thing I wanted to say earlier when you were what was it, Alex? Something. What was the one of the earlier artists you brought up? Alex Robbins? No, I made that up. What was his name? No, uh, Ross Andrew. Robert. What's that? Ross, Ross Andrew. Andrew. There we go. I knew, I knew there was an R name. So even with that, like you've actually got to give those those folks more credit because they're colorists. It's just flat. It's flat colors. So you can't do, you know, uh, like Gaussian blur, motion blur, uh, like any kind of like highlight coloring. It's all, it's all down to the lines and then the flats just basically separate it, you know? And so the, those dudes had to like really kind of like pull off some magic in terms of just showing different ways his powers manifest. Yeah, you know somebody that I just uh, you said Alec, somebody that I, I'm surprised nobody mentioned because uh, he's done some pretty iconic images and and he could be on just about any top five list you do for DC heroes. It's Alex Ross. Um, he's done. I, some, I thought about it, but I was like, I'm going to be controversial and be like, ah, his flash isn't. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, <laughs> but I, I, you know, again, he's just done some iconic images. So I'm, I'm I mean, you want to be controversial? I'm not the biggest Alex Ross fan actually so some of his stuff I mean, you walked yourself into this <laughs> i mean he did yes they're, they're iconic but i feel like like his superman he looks too old to me like i don't, I don't that, know that's batman's just right there's yeah. i think I, I, there's a line of realism if you go too far you know what i mean like i want my i want there to be a sense of fantasy in my heroes don't go too well, far don't make them look like my neighbor you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> I, I mean with um it's funny you bring the age thing up because like I was talking to my friends about this, a couple of people recently is that I think most of these characters work the best when they're in like their mid to late twenties, because that's like, when you're a kid, that's like an age that you look up to as seeing as like, that's really cool to be that age. That's like a cool adult. But then when you're older, you look back on those eras of being like, Oh, I wish I was still in my twenties, you know? So like, I feel like that, like, that's like the sweet spot that like, I want like flash and Superman, Batman to all kind of be like 28, 29, like, and you know what I mean? Like, so forever. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this has been a blast guys. It's been so much fun. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to, to talk flash artists with me uh, again. Uh, hope that the uh, Kyle Rayner Kilowog story sees the light of day uh, at, at some point. So uh, we're just going to bootleg it. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll f we'll find a way to do it for sure we'll release it on twitter uh so uh if you've if you've checked this out on youtube if you've checked it out on uh, any podcast platform uh you know why not hit up dc and let them know that you want that story guys let's get uh let's get a little social media uh campaign going so uh but as we're winding up here uh speaking of social media why don't you guys let everybody know uh where they can find you uh where they can follow you online so they know when you have a uh, new work coming out and whatnot we'll start with you cena uh, this is my real name, born with it. 
and hated it growing up, but it has been great for search engine optimization. So I'm at Cena Grace on uh, wherever you want to follow me, but I'm not on TikTok because I have to work. Um, so Twitter and Instagram, Cena Grace. Great. And how about you, Vikan? Nice. On Twitter, I'm at VK Marion and Instagram, I'm at VKen Marion. So kind of same, same thing. Great. And I'll put links to uh, the, the Twitters and the Instagrams and the show notes, everybody. So if you're having trouble finding these guys, uh, you can go just click there. Uh, again, thanks, guys. Uh, I'll let you get back to, to work. I know deadlines are always looming. Uh, it's been a, been a blast. And, uh, you know, as as Ken knows, I'll extend the uh, invitation to you as always, Cena. Anytime you want to come on and, and talk comics or got something to spotlight uh, or uh, promote, we'll, we'll be happy to have you back on. Uh, this is I mean, this as I just got to like block like six hours because again, after this, I'm going to go through like, I have like, <laughs> I have like a art of Mark, Mike Wieringo, like a comic book masters, that magazine. I'm going to just yep. like pour through that now. And I have like a bunch of Mike Turner crap. I'm going to go through and, and like, be <laughs> kind about and be like, look, dude, look what I have. But anyway, that's uh, still working. You're, lovely. Getting, you're getting inspired to create. It's still working. You got to recharge the creative batteries. Think of it that way. That is true. I actually, there was a book I read yesterday where I was like, I'm just wasting time. And then it like, made me think of a page layout completely differently. And I was like, oh, I wasn't wasting time. I was doing research anyway, but no, this has been lovely. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having us on. This has been a blast. Uh, it's, been, it's been a super, super stressful last couple of weeks. So this was fun to kind of, <laughs> kind of have like a little, like, you know, just, just chill out and like nerd out and hang out, you know? Yeah. You guys got to have a little love fest. We got to have a little, you know, Mike Turner retrospective. So yeah, definitely, definitely a good time. So to you listeners, we hope you all enjoyed it as well. We want to thank you for your support and for listening as always, and we will talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.